All right. Praise God. Hallelujah. All right. So we said, um, we'll continue our study on um, does God control man? God is not controlling anyone and all of those things. So we said how to interpret the Bible, number one. We said you read the Bible like a conversation. And we said you must ask questions around who is the con- who is the speaker talking to? Where did the conversation start from? We said number two, the grammatical structure. We said number three, the grammar. We said number four, what is the text interpreting? We said number five, what is the theology behind the text? When we say theology, theology is the study of God. So that means what is the theology behind the text? And number six, what is the New Testament application of the text? And that is how to look at the scripture. So we started examining the study and we said, does God control man? Or is he controlling anybody? Because we live in a world today where people think that um, right where we are, God, you know, it seems like if you don't do anything, God is God, God, this, God, that. And you're not wondering. And these things, because you, you, we have to get our theology correct and theology straight. Some people believe that you are you are you are robotically aligned to be here today or to be a believer. No, it's your function of your will. It's a function of your choice. But we, you know, look at how we now approach it in the first session. We said that supernatural beings are involved in many of these things. So that means never think that your will cannot be influenced. The same way the Holy Ghost can convict your hearts and talk to you and inspire you and give you inspiration and say, go to this place and go and preach. 3 p.m. today, go and preach. You know, that's the Holy Ghost leading you also. But do you know that? You, you have the right to disobey, which you should not do. Are you getting what I was saying? Which you should not do. But the same thing, the same thing, the, only, the devil can also tell you, stand up and go and slap that person. <laughs> and strife will start. <laughs> And it now depends on who you are yielding to and who you are not yielding to. So, supernatural beings are involved in many of our actions. The devil, the devil and God. It's like saying the devil and God. So, but devilish supernatural beings and the Holy Ghost, the Spirit of God. Now, another way, we, we need to solve this. Up. So, we say that God always works in partnership with his creatures. And every creature has a choice. So that means that I have a choice. The same way, the same choice I have is the same choice that angels have. same choice that supernatural beings have, the sons of God have. That's why we looked at something in the New Testament ministry. Is it last year we studied the New Testament or two years ago? Last year. Wow. Is it last, late last year or middle last year? middle last year okay now we looked at something in i would say that they have a jurisdiction supernatural beings the angels have a jurisdiction but they left that jurisdiction in genesis 6 and they did something else and this was god was just like this 
So you say, is God happy or is God, can God be also, who, who will be happy? Are you getting what I'm saying? So you say, so since God does not do anything, let me just go and do it. No, who will be happy? <laughs> Are you getting what I'm saying? God expresses his emotion all throughout the scripture. One of the things we're going to study when we're looking at this emotion is that the first person who is very emotional in scripture is who God. God laughs. Who that seated in heaven laughs, rejoice. God rejoices. And you've seen Christ weep before. You've seen his, we've seen his agony. We've seen, you see, he repented a lot to destroy the earth. We've seen those emotions expressed from God. Someone say, yeah. someone say, don't tell somebody that, you know, I think I said this some years ago, where you say, you tell somebody um, that thing that I did for you, so there was not some people now say do 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 always remind people when people say don't always remind people that thing that you did for me. That's not true. That God is the first person that used to remind you. God was saying, I brought you out of Israel. Go and read the go and read the first, the first five books a lot. He says, I the Lord brought you out of He reminds them. God always reminds people what he has done. So somebody now say, don't remind people, you just want to, no! Uh, when I did this for you, and that's why you have to also be grateful. And that's why, I think I said something, I think of Favor's birthday, and I said, count it, let to count it and say, see, this person did this for me. Don't just say, I thank you for your life, I thank you for this, you have just been a blessing to me, you have been a gift to the body, hallelujah, amen. Mm, don't do that. When God wants to talk, God will tell you, I brought you out of Israel. Hide the Lord. This is how he says, as surely as I live, hide the Lord. Look at what he told. He, he, he gives everybody that parameters. When he came to Moses, he says, I'm the God of your father, Abraham. The meaning is, go and remember what I did with Abraham. I'm the God of your father, Jacob. I'm the God of your father, Isaac. That's not the book of our conversation. But... Are you getting what I'm saying? So don't 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 let anybody get trip you to you to don't do it in in anger and bitterness or <laughs> and malice and shine. But what do you say? Malice and strife, exactly. So do it with a sincere heart. Are you getting what I'm saying? But don't go and do it too much too. But God does it. He expresses emotions. So somebody would say God controls man. Now, this argument I'm fighting, some of you are wondering, what, what's going on? It's, you won't, Like I said, you might not, it's because I have conversations with people, and I, I know what I say. You might not see the reasons of why I'm teaching this yet, but you will still definitely see. At least before this, the end, the, as far as you still do outreach before the end of this year, you will know what I'm talking about. Some people believe that. Why did God not create everyone? The reason why God, so I, I, there was one day I had conversations. They said, The reason why God created the everybody is just so He'd be using us as His puppets. I said, Uh uh. Where, where did you get this? They say, So that you just be using us as His puppets. You just wake up one morning. And you know, because of the way people say God, in Yoruba, they say, The one that kills one and leaves the other one awake. He kills you, he leaves another person awake. He kills one person. He, so somebody that think that he can just wake up tomorrow and just say, Today, your time is up. Boom! You are gone. The day, 
you bless me, you bless me, go, you are dead. That's not God. That's not God. I'm so sure God will be so happy with what I'm teaching. Because it's like, say at least, somebody is defending me. Somebody is defending me. I'm so sure God will be looking at my son many times and saying, go boy, go boy. Go, that's my son. Yeah, man. At least, somebody is out there defending my Defending me. That's not God. So you say, are, are you trying to defend him? Uh -uh. Is he your... <laughs> why can't I defend him? It's not his character. He does not control. So man has received his will from his birth. From the day you were born, you knew to slap your mother. You knew to bite your mother. You knew, <laughs> even though you do not know, but as you started growing, you knew if I bite my mother like this, I'll get attention. You knew if you cry as you started growing. <laughs> you knew that everybody will come for you. You knew. Gradually. I'm just, that was just joking. But from birth, man receives his will. And whatever he does now is an exercise of his will. So another example of how God doesn't control the will of man or the choices of man is prayer. In Genesis 20, verse 7, let's go to Genesis 27. Prayer is one way God does not control the choices of man. Genesis 20, verse 7. Look at something there. If you read from Genesis 20, verse 7, he says, um, if we read down to verse 17 or 18 at least, you said, Now therefore, now therefore restore the man, his wife, for he is a prophet, and he shall pray thee, and thou shalt live, and he shall all restore her, and, he, and thou shalt surely die, and all of thine. And therefore Abimelech rose up in the morning and called all his servants, and told them these things in his ear. And all the men were so afraid. Then Abimelech called Abraham and said unto him, What hast thou done unto us? That I have offended thee, that thou brought upon me and the kingdom a great sin, and thou brought deeds. And Abimelech said unto Abraham, What thou sawest, and these things. And Abraham said, Because I th thought, surely fear the Lord in this place, and they slay me in my wife's sake. And if you just read down to verse 17, God, let me just give you an understanding of it. God instructed Abimelech the king to go to Abraham to pray for him to be healed. Notice something in that place, because in verse 17, look at it. It says, so Abraham prayed unto God, and God healed Abimelech. You see that healing, has, <laughs> healing is not a New Testament. This is the first reference. It says, God healed Abimelech, and his wife, and his handmaids, and they bore children. Now, notice that Abraham's prayer was obviously to God. So God worked in partnership with Abraham in prayer for a sick person to be healed. So that's why I always say something. There's, that's why I, there's this statement I always say anytime I teach prayer, or most times that I teach prayer, that John Wesley said, it appears as though God will do nothing on earth except a man prays. Do you know why? Because God wants to partner with the man that is praying. So what did God do with Abraham now? God partnered with Abraham to heal, 
So prayer is demonstrate prayer is like demonstrating a partnership. So God walked with Abraham, right? So it's like saying you go out and pray. let's say you are praying for somebody now. You are praying because you want to pray. You are praying in in the sense that God will walk with you to be able to bless lives. Sometimes it might not be true. You you are praying that God will walk with this person. Maybe you want to say pray for pastor now. You are praying that God will partner with your pastor to bless your life because God will use men. Are you seeing it? You are praying. Are you seeing what prayer does? And that if God would just naturally have done things that way, then Abraham will not have to pray now. Are you getting what I'm saying? Okay. Another example is the book of Daniel. When we read Daniel, Daniel 9. In Daniel chapter 9, verse 1. Daniel 9, verse 1. In Daniel 9, verse 1. He says that um, in the first year of Zarius, the son of Asherus, the seeds of Medes, he now says, which was made king in the realm of the Chaldeans. He says, in the first year of this reign, I, Daniel, that stood by the books, the number of years, wherefore the Lord came unto Jeremiah the prophet, that he will accomplish 70 years in the desolation of Jerusalem. And I set my face unto the Lord God to seek Look at what Daniel says. To seek by what? By what? Prayer and supplication. With what? Fasting, sackcloth, and ashes. And I prayed unto the Lord God. And I made my confession. I said, O Lord God, great and dreadful God, keeping their commandment and mercies unto those that love him and keep his commandment. Look at what Daniel did. Daniel read God's word from the writings of the prophet Jeremiah about what he wanted to do. That is, what did he want to do? He wanted to deliver Israel in the head and he harmed himself with knowledge and Daniel began to pray. He prayed. Where did he read? Jeremiah 25. If you read Jeremiah 25 verse 11 to 14, you will see those places that he read. But look at in Daniel 10. The words of the angel to Daniel speaks a lot of volume. Look at Daniel 10. Daniel 10 verse 5. Daniel 10 verse 5. There's something I want you to see there. Let's read it. Look at it in verse 5. He says, And I lifted up my eyes and looked, and behold, a certain man in clothes in linen, whose loins were gathered with fine goods of upas. His body was like the burial, and his face the appearance of a lightning, and his eyes lamp of fire, and his arms the feet like in the color of a polished brass, and his voice of his waters like this voice of multitude. And I, Daniel, alone, I like that one, he says, alone saw the vision. For the men that were with me was not in the vision, but a great quaking fell upon them, that they fled to hide themselves. And I says, therefore, I was left alone and saw this great vision. And there remained no strength in me, for my comeliness was turned in, in me into corruption and retained no strength. Yet heard I the voice of the words, and I heard the voice of his words, and I heard the voice of his words, and when I was deep in sleep on my face, and my face towards the ground, and behold, my hands touched me, and set upon my knees, and the palm of my hand, and look at what it says in verse 11. It says, and he said, O Daniel, greatly beloved, he says, the word I speak unto you, I stand upright, for unto me I am now sent. And he has spoken these words unto me, and I stood trembling. And I said in verse 12, very key, he now says, And when he said unto me, Fear not, Daniel, for on the first day that thou didst set thy heart to understand, and to chasten thyself before God, 
He says, what did he say? He says, thy words were heard, and I am come for thy words. Observe that statement. I am come for thy words. So what are you saying to? So in other words, Daniel's prayer, God worked in partnership with him to bring his will to pass concerning Israel. God worked with him to bring his will to pass concerning Israel. He said, I have come. So that means when we pray, we are in partnership with God to bring his will to pass because God wants to work with us. God wants to. So prayer is like a surrendering. Look at even at the birth of Jesus. Luke 2, verse 25 to 38. You will see both Anna and Simeon were praying and fasting. Luke 2, verse 25. To 28 you see it they were fasting and praying it says that and there was a man in jerusalem whose name was simeon and same man was a devotment waiting for the consolation of israel and the holy ghost was upon him and it was revealed by the holy ghost to not see the death and all of those things before he has seen the lord if you now read down also you also see in verse 36 37 a woman called anna who served god day and night with fasting and prayer but in verse 38 it now says and in the coming she gave thanks likewise unto the lord that all that they have looked for redemption in jerusalem the same thing happened again in Luke 22, verse 41 to 42, when Jesus went to pray, and he says, that, Father, if thou be willing, remove this cup from me. Nevertheless, not thy will, not my will, but thy will be done. So observe that words of Jesus, not my will, but thy will be done. So this shows us that prayer is partnership with God to bring his will to pass on the earth. How many of you want to partner with God to bring his will to pass? So that means we have to pray. Prayer is partnership. So Jesus Christ, who is God in, that is indivisible in flesh, was consistently given to prayer. He was so given to prayer such that the synoptic account recorded his life in prayer. In Luke 3 verse 21, at the baptism of John, he was praying. Mark 1 verse 35, early in the morning he was praying. In the evening, Matthew 14 verse 23, he was praying. All night, Luke 6 12, he was praying. Before he walked miracles in Luke 9 verse 28 downwards, he was praying. Jesus was praying. After he even walked miracles, Mark 6 verse 41 to 46, he was praying. Before his crucifixion, he was praying. So, brethren, even before he began his ministry, he fasted and prayed for what? 40 days. So that shows us that for God to work with man, prayer is one way. So like that statement John Wesley said, that statement has stayed in my, life, in my heart for long. And that statement never is last do. Anytime I hear that statement, again or i read that statement again there's just something that that statement does to me is appears as though god will do nothing on earth except a man prays so that means for god to do something on this our earth today a man has to pray
So that means nothing do if if God was that controlling, if God was that uh, do something, he would have done things the way he's supposed to do things in the earth now. There will be no wickedness, there will be no violence. That's why somebody will say, if if, if God, if God is God, why can't God just take away all of this thing? He can only take it away from the men who are willing to do something about it. And how will they do something about it in prayer? So the same thing I'm saying to you, in your ministry location, God wants to partner with you to get the work done. He cannot, as much as he wants to fill that place, get everywhere, get everybody saved, do everything, he cannot do it if you did not pray. You have to spend time praying. Luke 11, 1 to 2, he was praying. Heart 1, 12 to 14, the disciples were praying. The disciples could even ask them, to, they, they asked in Luke 11 verse 1, the disciples asked them to teach them prayer. And they were praying. So prayer shows us how God will walk through men to bring his will to pass. So you see that God is always walking with men. Are you see that? Guys, look at something. Are you see that? God is not just doing things the way he wants to do it, but he's doing things in partnership. And who is he partnering with? Men. So, if you want situations to change, you want things to happen, pray. Just spend time praying. See, you see let, me tell you, let me tell you what I'm doing with you people. I'm giving you a practical, applicable knowledge of how to see what prayer is. Why you have to pray. So that you will see that why Jesus also prayed. Look at in Abimelech's situation in Genesis 20 that we just read. Abraham prayed unto God for him, for Abimelech and his also to be healed. And there was healing. So that shows to us that for, for God to do anything on the surface of the earth, man has to pray. Because God will work in partnership. Prayer is how. Prayer shows us how God will work in partnership with men to bring his will to pass. Because when you pray a lot, when you spend, that was why, look at Jacob. He wrestled with God. And we said that wrestle with God is not physical fight. It's prayer and supplication. And so, look at what the Bible now says. It says he had great power with God and he prevailed. Why? Because he would. That is how God carries out his will on it. That's why Paul told us, if our gospel be hid, it is hid to them who are lost. You know, the God of this world, brother, that evil to us. For we wrestle not against flesh and blood, against the spirit of power, against the rulers of darkness in the high places. Paul told us, and he told us to pray, Lord, brethren, pray. Brethren, pray. So prayer demonstrates how God will bring his will to pass on the earth. Another way to understand that God is not controlling you. And God is not controlling every activity on the earth. He's preaching the gospel of the kingdom. So what do we ask? What is God's will for all men? The will of God concerning salvation of men is very clear. 
John 3.16, for God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son that whosoever believes in him will not perish. First Timothy 2 verse 4, it says, for this is the will of God, that God will have all men to be saved and come to the knowledge of the truth. Second Peter 9, Second Peter 3.9, the Lord is not, slack in his is not slack concerning his promise, as some men count slackness, but is long-suffering towards us, not willing that any should perish. But all should come to repentance. That's God's plan. So now somebody will ask, how, how? But God's will does not come to pass because man's will is involved. That's something you should know. God's will cannot come to pass. It's like saying, it's like saying you have a will now. And you want to do something. Do you know even today, self, if you want to do something, you need the will of everybody to be involved. You got another guy who pulls the will. This how we do. It. If that's if that's how they if, if that's how they say. It, the next thing they will say is you're a dictator, you're a tyrant, you're a tyrannic, tyrannical leader, right? But because of the will of man, God cannot just go and impose salvation. Everybody take salvation. I'm sure if he had his way, we do it. I'm so sure. But he can't do it because he doesn't control everybody. Even the ones who are saved, you still have to yield to him and listen to his voice and obey him, follow the leading of the Spirit. So, God wants all men to save, but not all men are saved. So, this disproves the illusion that God controls all people and all, all things. He does not control all things. It's, it's not God that is going to control the, the plane that is going to fly from Rochester to New Jersey. Or Rochester to Alabama. No. It's the airport officials that will control it. He doesn't control. He doesn't control. He doesn't control the rain. Some people think it's God that just gives the rain. Boom. Geography taught us that when the cloud is pregnant or is full, what happens? There's an, there's an every outpouring. <laughs> there is an outpouring. That if he controls snow, why is the weather forecast? Why does the weather forecast predict it? If he, so that means they can predict God's mind. I don't know if you get what I'm saying. If it's the one that is controlling the snow, they will be telling you snow showers. We're looking, they will be taking their radar and say, we're looking at this radar. In the next couple of days, we're expecting some snow showers. Every snow is going to be this. And as they said it, it will happen. And said, it's just like I was talking to my mother yesterday. She said, mm, you people in that your city, you people better go and pray. Just like I prayed for this, my own city. I've chased the snow away. <laughs> he said, me, I don't like this snow. I pray, 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 pray. And I chased the snow away. He said, we have not had snow in a long time now. I said, ah, ah. He said, you people, where last you have snow? Hey, you better pray it away. I said, ah. In my mind, I was just like, in my mind, I was just like, I still have souls to reach Joe. So it's not much, so it's the least of my worry right now. But look at what she did. That alone shows you that God will partner with a man who is serious. You know, I was just yesterday night when we were studying, when we were studying, the, when we were doing the training, and I told you how my friend told me to go and stop the rain when I was much younger. And I just went there and said, Rain, stop now! And don't fall till the last person got home. 
You see that God used me. Partner with, and that has that 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 experience is just a poker for me. But it has happened not once, not twice. I remember there was a day I was going somewhere. This was quite some years ago, and I just said, ah, I don't want this rain to fall. In fact, we've had conferences before that we prayed and they've, they've given us 100% probability that rain will fall. And we prayed. Then, as soon as we finished the conference like this, the next day, it seemed like the rain was now angry. Is that a, you know, because the crowd must have kept it for too long. <laughs> so he needed to pour it. I can't imagine the kind of rain that would have fallen after the three and a half years that Elijah stopped the rain. I just can't imagine it. Because the cloud will have been too pregnant. This is like too overdue. To, you know, it's like keeping it, keeping it, keeping it. But nature was suspended because of prayer. So it shows us that. God wants to pray. And Elijah could not have just woken up and just said, Rain stop. But he went to pray. You know, just, just let it. So that's why you can have a wish. And the wish cannot come to fruition. Until you pray. So you can wish now and say there will be no code. It's just like last year camp meeting where we said we are praying that there will be no winter. I mean there will be no snow for that couple of days. And God answered our prayer. It looked like a summer in winter. Are you getting what I'm saying? So it shows us that it's not, it's not that we're just wishing and we're just saying. We're just there. In, we're just there in the church. We're just wishing. I just say, ah, you should not just. You know, just snow today. Ah, God, please. Do. You should not just even snow today. No. How will God work? A man will have to partner with God. Okay, Lord, this I want to do it too. This is what I think it is. Okay, do you agree with it? Is this is your plan, right? Oh yeah. Let's partner. Let's start praying. <laughs> I, I, is this making sense? So when you get on your see, understanding helps you. Knowledge really, when you get on your knees and you want to pray, you know, okay, now, Lord, we want to walk. We, I, I've got to partner with you. You want to partner with me to do this. So it's like we are doing it together. Lord, I'm a vessel. I'm a man. You will have to walk with me. Please, please use me. It's not even, you don't even have a right. Please, please use me. We have decided to have, I'm willing. We pray and you are ready. You are using your words. Easy result. God wants to partner with you in that place, in that location. God wants to work with you in that city. You cannot do it alone. As he's working with you, he's going to bring men who he's working with to work with you. Such that the work will move forward. That's how he partners with people. So he partners with you in prayer. He partners with you in preaching the gospel. So, he, so now, does he really control man? If he controls man, everybody should have just been teletubbies. Oh yeah, he will just on the switch, born again switch. He just on the switch tomorrow. Everybody on born again. Just like how when we were much younger, Nepal. Uh, Nepal is Nigeria electricity, Kenya, I don't know. <laughs> Nigeria electricity, power holding, Kenya. Then, but now it's PAC and everything has even changed. Everything. Some people say BDEC, some people everything. Different power things now. But then, the light will be, they will just only like it. You just have, up the power! The light will just off it. The just off it. Up the power again! On that road, everybody shouts it together at once. It's like a chorus. You be yours, you be another, everybody shouts it, so you hear everybody's voice. How it happens, we don't know. 
What you move on? You just say it. That's all you just say. They're taking it all. In fact, there was one day, I will never forget that day. It was like everybody was outside. In our street. Everybody was just this day. They say, Oh, There's one boy. His name is Hayo too. <laughs> in the street. He's the one that used to shout that one very close to us. He's the one that used to shout the one close to us. Some used to shout their own in the other side. But the one that used to shout their so I remember this day, everybody was there outside. As they took it, everybody oh. Everybody was there, oh. <laughs> That's not God. <laughs> so God is not having it. I just on your switch, off it. No, that's not God. It does not control people. So what happens when the gospel is preached? Mark 16, verse 15 to 16. Some will believe it. Some will not. That's why... Even in, Ma- Ma- in Acts 19, verse 5, when Paul separated the score of one Theranos and all of those things, he says, Some believe, while some others were hardened. And this was based on choice. Some will believe, some will be hardened. Some will work, some will not. Because it does not control people. But you know, you can pray and believe God for the lives of men. And God will partner with you to see to it that it works. It works with them. Are you seeing it? But it's still choice. At 13, verse 14, at 13, verse 44 to 48, the Jews heard and did not believe, and they were filled with envy, with envy and spoke against what Paul has preached. On the contrary, the Gentiles believe and they rejoice. So, the fact that God's will for all men is to be saved is based on each man or woman believing that God does not control him. He has to choose. So, he seeks. So, what does God do? God persuades men. By the gospel. So we come to you and say, ah, come in now. Let's do this thing together. Let us make man in our own image. Let's, you know, let's, you know, let's do it. Persuades man. That's how God works. So when you are preaching, you are persuading them. You know, it's like you are selling the there's something that Bruno taught me one time. He said, You are a pastor, you should know how to do business very well. He said, I said, why? He said, Because what you do on Sunday is what you're supposed to do on Monday. He said, when you are preaching the gospel, you are selling and persuading people to believe what you are saying. He said, the same thing you can use to persuade people to sell a product. I said, eh. He said, that's what I do. He said, since I do outreach, since I do outreach and get people born again, then I can actually get people to buy my product. I said, eh. He said, yes. You just have to learn persuasive skill, learn all of those things. And all. I said, oh. that's how. So you pray. You trust God for ultras. You do everything. Why? To persuade men. Also look at temptation. We looked at temptation. I think we've been dealing with, we've been doing this um, study in um, um, dealing with ungodly habits where we said in James 1 verse 13 to 16, 15 where it says, Let no man see <laughs> when he's tempted and tempted of God. Don't even dare it. The writer of James is like, don't say it. Don't even dare it. Say, let no man say. When he's tempted, he's tempted. I'm sure now in our today's world now, when you say let no man, you have to put let no man or woman. Because if you guys say man now, they will, they will say I'm, they say I'm, they say I'm, um, it's not even just man and woman. Let no man, let no woman, let no amaphrodite, let no, let no she, 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 him, let no day, let no, let no dias. 
Let no binary. Let no unidentified gender. <laughs> See, I am tempted of God. <laughs> James are probably for salt today. Do even dare. That's what Jesus said. Do even try it. <laughs> Hey, everyone! Don't do much. It looks like a courtroom argument. I don't know if you see what I was saying. It looks like a courtroom argument. That let no man stand up and say, I'll tell you the For God cannot tell anyone. Are you seeing that? It looks like he's fighting something. It's like a courtroom argument. I told you that the, the, the book of Romans is like a courtroom conversation. If you read Romans, you will see most of those courtroom conversations where it seems like Paul was alone addressing the Jews and the Gentiles at once, giving them their basketballs. He said, you, God has forsaken you. He has taken the gospel to the Gentiles. <laughs> the Gentiles, are, so, he, does, ah, he dealt with them. He dealt with them a lot. Romans is like Isaiah of the Old Testament. Very intelligent very intellectual piece. So, so let no man say he's tempted. And that word tempted means to scrutinize, to examine, to entice. See, because you cannot be tempted of God. That describes the possibility of God in that place. Says, but God cannot be tempted with evil. Evil implies wickedness, bad and destructive. So it is used for words, thoughts and actions that destroy. That's the word evil. So it has to do with something that is wrong, destructive, and unkey. See, but every man is drawn away with his own lust and entice. When he says every man, now we say every man, every woman, every non-identified gender is enticed. Is drawn away with his own lust and entice. So he's actually implying that one man, and it's specific to Adam, that sin and all of those things. So God does not control man. So he says, and when lust has conceived, it brings forth sin. And when it is finished, it brings forth death. So that word conceive means to cease to arrest. And um, it's used to catch and to think. Says it brings forth, that is, it produces. It's just like that um, generating a seed, begat, produce, and all of those things. So this shows us that Jesus' um, or James' explanation, temptation happens when a person is drawn with his own desires and goes on to fulfill that desire. So it is not God that is still saying, so somebody now say, it's God that is behind all the evil in the world. That's not true. God does not control man. God does not control every activity in the world. So that statement of what God does not do does not exist is right in the context of miracles. Are you getting what I'm saying? What God does not do does not exist is very right in the context of miracles because He can do the undoable in the context of miracles. But when it comes to the actual biblical context, that's why I used to say it's not this or that. It's better to just it's better to just be clear. But when it comes to the actual biblical, there are things that God cannot do that exist. He does not control man. He's not behind every activity in the world. If this building collapsed tomorrow, wish it may not. He is not the one that made it collapse. <laughs> he is not the one. Are you getting what I'm saying? It's also, it's also, God that brought you to service today. Yes, he's guiding you. He's watching over you. But you were the one that drove. You were the one that woke up and stood up. 
you are the one that decide to bath. Some people did not bath. Some people bath. You are the one that decide to bath. Some people brush. Some people did not brush. It's the other. It's, the, it's not the one that's the other. Yeah, carry your toothbrush now. Brush. Dress up. No, it's not God. You are the one that did everything on your khaki, on your car. I know that's how God does. He has net. He doesn't control man. So, as I begin to close now, so James explanation of temptation explains that to us that this is not because god controls the person to sin rather as a result of yielding to that desire so first corinthians 10 verse 11 to 13 let's go to that first corinthians 10 verse 11 to 13 first corinthians 10 verse 11 to 13 He says, All these things happen unto them for examples, and are written for our admonition unto whom the ends of the words are come. Wherefore, let him that thinketh a standard, take it lest he fall, for there is no temptation taking you that is not common to man. He says, But God is faithful, who will not suffer you to be tempted above that which ye are able, but you will be, but will with the temptation also able to make a way of escape that you may be able to bear it. And that says, wherefore, my beloved brethren, flee from my idolatry. So look carefully at the fact that he stated that temptation is common to man. That means it does not come from God. So rather, God is able with the temptation. What, what he's saying in this place is that God is able with that same temptation, able to make a way of escape that one can bear. So from this explanation, we can see clearly that it's obvious that God does not control man's action. If God created man as a free being, as a being with a free will, it implies that man can choose to exercise his will either in obedience or disobedience to the will. God does not control almost all the activities of the world. No, he does not. It's like saying the election that is coming now, that is coming in um, November, God's always say, God is the one that is going to put the president that is there. No, it's you that we vote. Can we pray that God can do things? Yes. But it's we that is still going to vote. God will not just wake up and say, if, if God is the one that is going to put the president there, why do man still have to vote? Are you seeing it? Why do man... Uh, you, I remember the one that shocked the whole world the most was uh, Hillary Clinton and Joe Biden and Jonah Trump's time. Because Hillary was winning. I was watching that thing very carefully. Hillary was winning. Uh, but you know, they, there are some states, like our state, New York, there are some key states, Texas. You know, those ones have quite a number of population. There are some key states that, if the thing, and because they use um, um, college votes, how do they call that thing? Um, I forgot the, the the way they count their votes now. Um, I've forgotten. I did. I studied that thing in government in school, but I I, I forgot the way they do that. That their vote system. There is not. It's not the one they would just count it as a, the highest number. Yes, the highest number, but there's still also popular majority. There's a way they will not divide the percentage, and everything. So now, I remember I was watching that thing, and there'll be. 
prophecies are circulated everywhere. Hillary Clinton will win. Hillary Clinton will win. Just when one stage just click like this and submitted their own report, their own um, uh, votes, and their own, uh, the magic just went a little higher. Yeah? They just said, well, it's so clear we are CBS News, we cannot announce that Donald Trump is the winner of this election. Everybody was still thinking, ah, ah. Because we've circulated our head with prophecy, not knowing that if it is God that has to choose somebody, why do man have to vote? The man should just have appeared in the White House. God will just carry the man, rapture him with his angels, rap the guy, and God's going to dump him. Right? God's going to give a speech and say, Good morning, America. Are you getting what I'm saying? So, the fact that God does not walk alone shows us that his will does not come to pass. And wait, let me see, let me see what I'm saying. Well. So, like I said, if God created man as a being with free will, it shows us that man can choose whether to exercise the will in obedience or disobedience. Also, the fact that God doesn't walk alone shows that his will does not come to pass. Some of his will does not come to pass. There are things that he planned. It's just like he said, the earth will be filled with the glory of God. Just as the water covers the sea. It has not yet come to pass, but it's going, we, we know and we believe it's going to come to pass. Are you getting what I'm saying? So God, so you look at something. The same way we teach you and we say, be hopeful, be optimistic, use your words. Use, you know how God to is that way? You know how God to is believing it? You don't, you don't know. Yes, he sees the beginning from the end, but he too is also beginning. That's why you must create a picture of what you want. That picture will now be what you are walking towards. Let's say you say, let's say you say, um, I'm believing God for a car. Create a picture of a car in your mind. Imagine yourself driving it. As you are praying, as you are speaking, one, not that you're just imagining and just say, wow. No, be praying and drive, be praying, be using your words. It will come to pass. Are you getting what I'm saying? There's something that I hate, that they taught us in secondary school, um, high school then. Create a picture of your future. Create the picture. They used to use rhyme for us then. Create the picture that the future that you require to the future, that something that. Create the picture of your future and write the vision to be. Ah, I'll, go and, I'll go and ask somebody that knows that thing. So, because. So, if the being which he created and worked with, or works with, that is angels, demons, and man, if those beings can disobey his will, <laughs> it means his will does not always come to pass. If supernatural beings can disobey him, it shows that his will does not always come to pass. However, because he is God, he is still in control of the eventual outcome, or the actions of the being. You know why? He created, he's still, he's still, he's still in control of the eventual outcome of these beings he created by judging their actions either good or evil and separating the evil from good that's his righteous judgment so they have separate so god, what has god done he has separated evil from good and said this is right this is wrong are you getting what i'm saying so everything is not mixed together and that alone is judgment does that make sense just like um just like there is a right usage of using weed 
and there's a young, wrong usage. So we know what is right, we know what is wrong. Just like say surgery. There's a right usage of using surgery and there's a wrong usage of using surgery. Are you seeing it? We are, they have created it. I'm giving you tips into most of my studies. So you see, we, these are foundational study. So there's a right way. So that's, that distinction on its own is right and wrong. Good and evil. Are you getting what I'm saying? So he has created, he has separated. So he's not mixed together and say evil and evil and good is just all modeled. Everybody today knows what is right, knows what is wrong. We that's a medicinal purpose, and that is what it's for. When you are now doing it on colos or colos, <laughs> yeah, that's wrong. Are you getting what I'm saying? There's a right usage for surgery. There's a wrong usage for it. There's a right and wrong. Are you getting what I'm saying? There's a so yes. So this so that alone you has created, you has separated it. So prayer also shows us that God works with man to accomplish his will. See, for anything to be done, just like John Wesley said, God will need a man. So he is not in control of man's action. The preaching of the gospel shows us that God works with men and the fact that a man chooses to believe and be saved or chooses not to believe and remain condemned shows that God is not control of man's action. A further examination of your own thoughts also helps you to see that God is not in control. The way you think and the actions you carry out with your thoughts does God really control those things? <laughs> what your thoughts? The, all the evil thoughts you have in your heart. Does God really control it? And sometimes it's being carried out. Uh, so the fact that your thoughts are created by you, it shows you that God does not control the actions of men. So if God does not control your thoughts, then it surely doesn't control you. It surely doesn't control your actions. Or he surely doesn't control men's actions. So one critical thing we must always know is that God will work with men to bring his will to pass. He will work with you in prayer, work with you in preaching the gospel, work with you as you carry out his activity on the earth. Did this bless you? Amen.